0: Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Great to be with you here today. My name is Todd Chapman, and I work for the Fellowship Pacific which is a group of about 100 churches in BC and Yukon, and you, Live Free, are one of those churches. And I also work uh, at the Ministry Center for Fellowship Pacific in what we call as Church Life Cycles, which is the church health. Uh, And one of the opportunities we get to do is to work with church planters, and so I've known Colby really well and some of your leadership team. I also serve on what we're calling LibFree's Task Force. And so the task force simply is your board until your church gets up and running and gets firmly established. And so as the task force, I serve with three other individuals, and what we do is we walk alongside your leaders in helping them with direction and helping them uh, be accountable and a number of other things. So we have the privilege of doing that as well. Today I want to thank you. I want to thank you for serving your community. I want to thank you for um, coming together as a community called the church. I want to thank you for your persevering, your perseverance through this time. COVID is an unusual time, isn't it? And your church started about a year ago, not quite. And so you've really not been able to gather together other than as a small group. Or individual groups and so thank you for your perseverance and above all we thank you for your love for Christ and through your love for Christ your love for your community as your church has been working through what a church plant is all about you've also been looking at the book of Acts recently and we're going to continue in that today in Acts chapter 2 verse 42 and following for a few verses but it's interesting maybe for you it certainly is for me as you look at the beginning of the early church But you also look at the beginning of your own journey and how challenging some of the things might have been. And as we look at the history and go back to chapter one of of this wonderful book of Acts, uh, you have Jesus Christ and he's heading off into heaven. He leaves his disciples behind, but promises them the Holy Spirit. And continue on into chapter one, you find 120 followers of Jesus. That was the church. And they met regularly, it says, and they waited for this Holy Spirit and they, and they spent their time praying and gathering together. Then you have the Holy Spirit comes and he does miraculous things and he creates um, boldness. He gives boldness in his people. And actually, you have the example in chapter two of the Apostle Peter standing up with this group of people, more than just the 120. And he says he speaks boldly to them. And he speaks to them about Jesus Christ and about the death of Jesus. And how that group was partly responsible for the death of Jesus. But he doesn't stop at that. He also um, boldly proclaims that uh, Jesus um, was resurrected and he is alive today. And then he continues on with this group. And he says, you guys, you girls. He says... Jesus loves you. He is your Messiah. He is your savior. He can't wait to meet your needs. And the passage continues on in chapter 2 and it says, many of this group, their hearts were pierced and convicted of this beautiful truth. So much so they actually responded and saying, what do we do? And Peter responds and says this, he says, repent of your sins, turn to God, ask for forgiveness, Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. In other words, take steps forward in changing your past. Receive the Holy Spirit and change from your sick and crooked culture into this new Jesus culture. And the Bible tells us, and this is where he ended off last week, that 3,000 people were added that day who followed Jesus. Wow! 120 people to 3,120 people in one day. (laughs) God is amazing. Crazy start to the Jerusalem church. So today we pick it up in chapter two, verse 42, and simply we ask the question, so what now? So what now? What happens when the beautiful message of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit takes hold of a person's life? What happens? And let's read together. It says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. If you started a community, who would you choose to be a part of your community? Who would you want? Who would you pick? Uh, several years ago, I was candidating for a church in Smithers for a pastoral position. And I remember sitting in the second row in their building, and, and I'd never been there before, and I'd watched people come in, i looked at the building, and this uh, person came and sat right in front of me. And I don't know about you, but I get distracted easily. Like, sounds distract me, uh, smells often distract me. Uh, probably the worst is visual things distract me. Like... I'm kind of like a dog, squirrel, you know, and then you come back, and and it's so easy to be distracted, at least for for me, and I, maybe that is for you. And as I'm sitting in this second row, and this individual comes and they sit in front of me, and I happen to look at them because they're right in front of me. They're bald. They've, they've actually shaved their head, and I don't think that are old. They're that old because I'm behind this individual. But not only are they bald, but they have this patch of hair on the top of corner of their head. And not only is it a patch of hair, but it's actually got hair growing out of it, and it's about two feet long. And I'm watching this, and I'm I'm trying to focus because I'm I'm about to get up to preach in a few minutes. Um, They're playing with their hair the whole time, and so I'm focused on this, and it's driving me a bit bonkers. I'm like, what's going on? The Lord is good. Service continues on. It's time for me to get up. I get up, and, and I'm curious too, and this individual is. I actually don't even know if it's a male or a female. I can't tell from behind. So I get up, and the first thing I do is I nonchalantly look down to my left, and it is a beautiful young lady. So God kind of takes care of that distraction and, and says, okay, get going. So I, I get going, and in the middle of my sermon, all of a sudden, I hear this. Like, loud and somebody is snoring now. And so because I'm distracted by, I automatically look. It's it's our natural, right? We look to where we hear something is coming from. And I see in the back row and there's this man in his 60s and he's like this. And so I think to myself, unfortunately I didn't think out loud, I said, seriously, do I want to be a part of a church that has weird people like this? (laughs) Now, I've been a part of churches for about 23 years in a pastoral role or in helping churches out. And I have come to realize that all churches have weird people. In fact, I'm weird. It's just the way it is. God wants to tell us that even though we might think and focus on the weirdness of people, there are other things that actually make up this community that are more important. And he comes and tells us to, starts telling us that in verse 42 here. When Jesus takes hold of our lives, we get community. Verse 42 says this All the believers devoted themselves to fellowship. Fellowship means to share in, to partner in. It's it's intimacy. There's a oneness to it. It's it's no longer an us and them, it's a togetherness. Community is fellowship. Community is not knowing each other's names. It's knowing each other's names, the podcasts they listen to, the books they read, their favorite TV shows they have, the foods they like, they don't like, they're allergic to. (laughs) Community is depth. Community is oneness. It's to sharing. It's to fellowship together. Verse 42 also says, All the believers devoted themselves to sharing in meals. But not just sharing in meals. Verse 44 continues, adds to it and says, All the believers met together in one place. Fellowship, community, is figuring out ways to spend time together. How many of us missed this one during covid For how many of us has COVID reminded us of the importance of community? Spending time together, sharing food together, Going to Red Robins and having a milkshake with somebody and eating that tower of wings or tower of onion rings or french fries. It's spending time together. Community is figuring out ways to spend time together. Now of course we need to use our Bonnie Henry filter and and limit our in-person gathering. And meeting together because actually if we don't we can do more damage to our community uh, by meeting than by pulling back for a brief period of time. But you know what? We can still go to people's doors, have the 10-foot rule and wear a mask and have a conversation. We can be creative. You know what we can do? We can go old school and we can pick up the telephone and we can actually call somebody. Isn't there something wonderful about hearing a voice? Not a text, but an actual voice of someone, especially someone who cares. You know what, God bless Zoom. <laughs> I know many of us have Zoom fatigue, it's a real thing, but imagine no Zoom. It'd be less communication. Community is figuring out ways to spend time together. Verse 46 says this, they met in homes for the Lord's supper and shared meals with great joy and generosity. Community is actually knocking down barriers. This early church embraced culture, it embraced race, it embraced generations, it embraced the rich and the poor, the male and female, and so on. And you get to see that beauty as you read through the book of Acts. But community is knocking down barriers. The author of When the Church Was a Family, his name is Joseph Hellerman. In his book he says this, people are saved to community. Salvation is a community-creating event. In the New Testament era, a person was not saved for the sole purpose of enjoying a personal relationship with God. A person is saved to community. To follow Jesus meant to join Jesus' community. This means to leave God's family, to leave His church, is to leave the very arena in which God manifests His life-giving power and hope to human beings in the world in which we live. This means church is not about me. It's about us. We need each other. Stands to reason why God says in scripture where two or three are gathered, there I am. It's about community. It stands to reason why there is the Trinity, God in three persons. It's about community. When people turn their lives over to Jesus Christ, they are supposed to get community. What are we getting from church? What are we getting from live free? What are we giving to live free? I believe that God through COVID is showing us the great need for true community. Loneliness is a horrible disease that was never intended to be a part of salvation. We all need community. What a fantastic opportunity for the church to step up. It's time to step up. Thank you for those of you who are living community. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our life, we get community. Second thing here, when Jesus Christ takes hold of our life, we find care. Verse 43 to 46. You know, what what makes community attractive? Why would I want to be part of a church community? When Jesus Christ takes hold of a person's life, it says here we get caring. We get to be cared for. We get to care for. Verse 43 says this, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our lives, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and cares for us. God as Spirit is at work. In the beginning of the uh, book of Acts, chapter 2, the Holy Spirit gives clear communication between various ethnicities. People understand each other. I can start with you. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our lives, we find care. Verse 43 to 46 of chapter 2. What makes community attractive? Why would I want to be part of church community? Does anybody ask you that? Or do you find yourself asking you that, that question? When Jesus Christ takes hold of a person's life, we are cared for. We care for. Verse 43 says this, A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our lives, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. God as Spirit is at work. In the beginning of chapter 2 of, of the book of Acts, we see this, that the Holy Spirit gives clear communication between various ethnicities. People understood each other. In chapter 3 you will see that a crippled beggar gets healed in the power of the spirit. In chapter 4 we see boldness. In fact, it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. In verse 13 it says this: "Members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see they were no ordinary men." Pardon me, they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training other than they had been with Jesus. This deep sense of awe is that feeling we get when we experience the power of God at work. It's that emotional rush we get for answered prayer. It's knowing that we are not alone. It's, it's, it's understanding that even though we're in those times that are inexplicable, we get this peace. It's, it's those exhausting times, yet we feel at rest. God provides a miracle and a wonder. Simply this means that God will take care of us. God gives us care. Verse 45 and 44 also continue on and says, All the believers shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Needs were met. The Christian community was willing to pay the cost for needs to be met. True community costs. When Jesus Christ takes hold of a person's life, that he or she meets needs. Meeting needs shows that we care, and, and caring builds community. Our world is a hurting place, and many are asking, is the church community a safe place? Caring brings safety. Meeting needs brings safety. Caring meets real needs. Is live free, willing to meet needs. Can we call ourselves the church if we do not meet needs? Verse 46 continues on, says, they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. The church community reflects our generous Savior, Jesus. Meeting needs with generosity actually reveals salvation. Think of a time when someone was generous to you and how that made you feel and what you thought about. Think of a time when you were generous to someone else. Why did you do it? That 60-year-old man who was sleeping in the back of the Smithers Church, his name is Leroy. Leroy is a cattle rancher. He's on his own as a cattle rancher. He has something like 300 or 400 head of cattle. He has this property that's about 1,500 acres down by, by the river, the Banning River, beautiful area. Leroy came to me one time and he said, Todd, God has called me to give what I have to help others. Todd, I have cows. So what Leroy had been doing is he cut up beef and gave several cows every year to pastors and missionaries in the smithers area he supported many with what god had given him this had gone on for a few years and uh, leroy came into my office probably three or four years later and he said todd i still have cows i said oh that's great leroy and we're enjoying it he says but god wants more now He says, I want to give what I have to others. Todd, I want to give it to those who plant churches. I want to give it to those who are starting uh, different uh, culture ministries, uh, multi-ethnic ministries. And so I remember loading up our van, my van, with 1,400 pounds of frozen beef and driving around this province with Leroy so he could meet needs of the church. Leroy cared for the church, he was not that weird guy who slept in the corner. He was the guy with the most generous heart, who wanted other people to understand how much Jesus cared for him, and he was going to use his meat to do so because Jesus cared for him. You know the great thing? Not only did Leroy meet physical needs, pardon the pun, but one of the greatest things is that his boy saw him do this and saw his generosity and he himself his son has now decided to give cows caring is infectious caring carries on do you know what needs do needs force us to look beyond ourselves needs bring about the opportunity for community it forces us to it if god waited around for some of us to initiate community we probably would be the church of one so there are needs. Who wouldn't want to be with people this contagious and this courageous? When Jesus Christ takes hold of lives, we find care. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our lives, we lastly focus on Christ. When, What is our motivation to be a community that our salvation demands? What is our motivation to be able to generously meet the desperate needs in the church? The early church found its motivation in the complete work of Christ. Christ's relationship to the church fed the church so they could meet each other's needs. Verse 42 says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. In other words, they devoted themselves to the truths of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, they went after them. They searched them. They chewed on them. They digested them. It changed them. Verse 42 also says, All the believers devoted themselves to the Lord's Supper, the truth of Christ's death and resurrection, to conquer sin and pay the price of what we owe. It humbles us and it endears us and it motivates us. We've got to keep going after it. We've got to keep celebrating it. Verse 42 also says, all the believers devote themselves to prayer. Prayer. It's an open line communication to God where we can throw in the pains of life, the things we can't control, the things we don't understand, the things that frustrate us, the joys of life. Prayer is a gift from God. Prayer is an opportunity to talk to God about what we need and about what others need. And how he can meet those needs. In fact, prayer came on the heels of, of, of Cain and Abel. And Cain killed Abel. And the first death, the first murder record account occurred. And at the end of that chapter, in chapter 4 of Genesis, we have that people talk to God through prayer. Verse 46 and 47, it says here that they worshiped together at the temple each day, all while praising God. Their focus was on Jesus Christ. They couldn't wait to get together and hear about Jesus and talk about Jesus and, and live Jesus and tell stories about Jesus. And lastly, it says here, verse 47, each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. The early church learned that God takes care of the results. When Jesus Christ takes hold of our lives, we focus on Christ, and Christ takes care of results. Motivation to serve, to meet needs, to be a part of a, of a community of weird people <laughs> came from them never losing their sight of their salvation. First John 4 says this. Verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we may have eternal life through Him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice uh, to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, if we meet needs, if we come together as community, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Christ creates community. What Christ does in a person's life creates community. They were simply living out of what Jesus Christ did for them. And that's the name of the the shade head, the patch of hair individual that I shared with from Smithers. She was a divorced, middle aged woman. She had two young girls. She had a rough exterior. Uh, she had a hard life. She was loud. Her husband was killed in a, her ex-husband was killed in a traffic traffic accident. She made mistakes. She was a wonderful dog groomer, but struggled to make ends meet. She tried her best. While I was in Smithers, I officiated the wedding of a young couple. He was a nice guy, but had struggled with drugs for years, which really messed him up. She was a beautiful soul who woke up one morning clinically depressed and for years after that, struggled just to get out of bed. Don't know why but a wonderful couple. They came together, they got married. After a couple years, this uh, they had a baby, a beautiful, wonderful baby boy. But unfortunately, circumstances uh, didn't allow them to be the parents they wanted to be, they could be for their son, so they could not care for their son. This couple was a part of our church. One morning, I remember Anne. Uh, She came into our church and she sat down and she said this to me. She said, Todd, God is calling me. I think God is calling me to help up this couple and their baby son. I don't have much, but I have enough. And Todd, this boy needs a home. This boy needs to be cared for. He needs a community. Jesus will take care of us. I know that. And I want to help him. The parents need help. So Anne arranged and took the baby boy into her home like he was her own. Her daughters were teens at this point, which is crazy. So she had to start from square one again. Can you imagine? And this was a boy. I think girls are so much easier to take care of. I have two of them (laughs) and a son. And this, this, this was a boy. She was new to her, but she made sure the boy knew her real father and mother. Life was full of unlimited parental visits. Life was full of birthday parties again for this this boy. Life was full of poopy diaper changes. It was full of sleepless nights again and again. Tragically, a few years later, the biological father passed away. And a few years after that, tragically, the mother passed away. So Anne found herself alone, a single mom, not so young raising the son. But what a blessing Anne is. She gave she gives that boy community. A woman whose heart was so deeply pierced by the deep, relentless, sacrificial love of Jesus that she had to express what she felt from Jesus to another soul um, in her community to meet their needs. Some may call it adoption. What a difference maker. When the beautiful message of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit takes on a person's life, we get a community. We get to be cared for. And we get to focus on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, I want to thank you for this church family. We want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you for you, Jesus. Jesus. We want to thank you for a community that we get to call Live Free and a community that you call the church. We want to thank you also for your care and your love and you, Holy Spirit, who allow us to care and be cared for in ways that just blow our mind, but in ways that reveal your beauty, Lord Jesus. Father, open our eyes to opportunities to care for those in our church family, for those in our community. Draw people, Lord, to this so that they may experience salvation as we do. The love of you, we so need to be loved and to live out of that love. Look forward, Lord, to the stories that come out of this community. Live free as we continue and move forward in what you have for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.